Pirelli, and I'm here at the Park Slope Branch of the Brooklyn Public Library with Joyce Jed for our Streets Are Stories. Um, and so Joyce, how long have you lived in Park Slope? Um, over, I guess about 45 years. Oh, I wow. think I came to the neighborhood in um, 70, like around 72. So how long would that be? Um, uh, yeah, that's like, that's like 44 years. 40, 40, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's how long. So. Um, and did you grow up in Brooklyn, or were you coming here from somewhere else? I grew up. Um, I actually was born in Brooklyn, but I, uh, my family moved to Long Island when I was young. I think about five or six, and so I grew up on Long Island in Nassau County. And um, and then when I, after I graduated from college and I got married, uh, I decided my husband and I decided to move to Brooklyn, back to Brooklyn. We had heard about Park Slope from cousins who were living here. And I think there was also, um, at the time, we were trying to figure out where we wanted to live. And there was a, a New York magazine had just started publishing and they had an, an issue on Park Slope. So I happened to read that and it sounded so appealing because of the old architecture and the uh, I don't know, it just seemed like a, a nice quality of life place to live, so we decided to, to move here. And where and Park We moved, when we first got here, we lived on the Park Block um, on President Street for, and we paid, I think, $150 a month for our rent. Um, over the 45 years or so that I've been here, I've moved progressively farther away from the park because the rents kept going up and the farther away from the park you lived, the cheaper it was. So, um, but now I own a house and I'm back to close to the park again because I, well, I, I bought this about 20 years ago and so the, the prices weren't too bad at that time. So, I, was, I mean, it seemed very high at the time what, what I paid for the house, but um, as it turns out, the, the real estate values are so crazy here that it's just gone, sort of skyrocketed. So I'm, I'm happy that I have my place. I couldn't buy it if I didn't, weren't living here. So it's one of those things. I'm sure you've heard this from other people. Yeah, and if you were to thing. try to buy it now, it would yeah. be totally different. Right, and I wouldn't be able to afford it. So. so how many times did you move within the neighborhood? So I must have moved about seven or eight times within the neighborhood. I moved from between 8th and the park, I've been, I think my next place was between 7th and 8th, and then between 6th and 7th, and then I lived on 6th Avenue for a few, uh, a couple of, for some years, and, um, and then between 5th and 6th, and now, as I said, I'm now I'm back to um, get I'm closer to the park, because it was just a lucky break. Yeah. Did you discover new little things as you moved? You did all these sort of close together moves, but mm -hmm. every time you sort of switched places, did you sort of discover something new about the area, or did it seem did um, kind of the same? That's a good question. Let me think. I mean, I guess it seemed, well, the way um, the neighborhood has evolved, which you probably know about, is the area when I... The closer I lived to the park, the more um, the fancier the buildings and the more yeah. elegant. The, the farther away from the park I got, when I was on Sixth Avenue between Fourth um, and Fifth Streets for some years, 
there was um, a lot of actual drug dealing going on in, in my in my environment. You know, on the corners, on the on the shops, on the corners, the little um, small shops, and it was it was very um, kind of scary sometimes. But you know, there was so much. Um, I guess it was a lot of people, a lot of activism, and people kind of um, pressuring. The, the police department kept getting more and more involved and all of the crime kind of cleaned up but as, as the years went on. Uh, but there was, I, you know, I remember experiencing that and being a little nervous and then deciding that I was going to live here anyway, so that was it. I had to just, you know, tolerate it. Was that something it. that you really like saw or something that was you, you were just sort of aware of? Um, I s kind of saw it... Uh, from a distance, I I would see one of the one of the shops. Um, I think one day, I had a flat tire and I was waiting for for the uh, AAA to come and change my tire, and I noticed that the, the shop had hardly any products in it. It had very few cigarettes and very few candy bars. It was half empty, but a lot of people kept pulling up in front and getting out and going in and then coming out with bags of something and I mean I never you know I never asked I never involved got myself involved in that but I figured it out you know some I must have told somebody about it and they said yes probably they were buying drugs and that was the dealer and uh, it, was, it was kind of unnerving but anyway. what made you stay despite the despite your sense of the crime well no you know it didn't impact on me personally nobody approached me and did anything to me that was scary and um, and I loved I just loved the neighborhood I loved the, the buildings I loved the architecture I loved the friends I made I loved the community and that's one of the things actually that I wanted to um, talk about I don't know if you were going to get to this but one of the things that was so remarkable about this neighborhood, when I moved in, and I was young and I had two little kids, and, um, and I didn't have much money, and there was a lot of uh, collective, um, cooperative things happening here. So for example, there was something called the babysitting pool, and I, some neighbor, asked me if I had you know, joined it and I had never heard of it, so I, I found out how to join it and I, I joined it and it was really, it was a, an incredible thing. So that was 45 years ago and my kids were you know, very young. And what, what it was, have you heard anything about this? Is this, okay, um, you know, people with children would join this group and you would, your name and uh, your address and your phone number would be listed. And I happened to have, someone had given me a, a copy of the old one that I, of when I was in the neighborhood, that was her old copy. And so there were uh, probably maybe, maybe a hundred families on the list. And what would happen is we would um, call each other and if we wanted to go out one night, we would get another parent to come and stay with our kids and we'd pay them in little pieces of paper, like tickets. When you joined, you got a certain number of uh, half hour uh, tickets or coupons or I forget what we called them. 
So if you went out for three hours, you would you would owe three us uh, I guess six tickets to the person who you um, who sat for you, and then you would um, and then you would sit for someone else, and then you would you know they could use the tickets that you paid them to get somebody to babysit for them, and I and uh, I would babysit for someone else, and they would pay me in tickets. So, so there was no actual money exchange. Yeah, it you was did, just you agreeing to sort of. You would look after their kids, and right. then eventually it'd be like paying forward, and someone would look after yours. Right, and so, and you could arrange it. I mean, you would, you know, there would be people that you would just, you know, get used to. You kind of got to know certain people. So there were probably ten families that I used because they lived near me, or I liked them, or whatever. And so we would exchange, and it was, it was a great way of getting to know people in the neighborhood. And I've remained friends with a lot of these people all, all these years. And did your children remain friends? Um, yeah. I mean, all our children are gone. I've moved away. But they, you know, but they kind of knew each other and they went to school together over the years. And um, so it was really a very interesting kind of uh, collective experience. And now, this, the interesting thing is that we're now starting um, a new group um, and we've, we've started this new group in, in Park Slope, which is, uh, it's kind of, it's called um, the Good Neighbors of Park Slope. I don't know if you've heard of that, but anyway, it's an aging in place organization where we're trying to, we, we've um, created sort of a network of, of people who join this organization. And we are um, doing activities together and going places together and sharing experiences and expanding who we know in the neighborhood now. And our goal probably in the future when we have, are less able to uh, get around is to, have, to help each other. To Somebody will come and shop for you if you need it or you'll go with someone to the doctor if they need it. And so our goal is to be... Um, supportive to each other and it's called an aging in place organization so we can get older here so this um this neighborhood has sort of come full you know around and a lot of the same people who were in this babysitting pool are now in the good neighbors of park slope and it's yeah there are people that you knew from then yeah you're seeing again yeah and they're joining you know the neighborhood uh, the the organization and um, I see their name on the list of who, who the members are. And it's like, and I'll go to a group and there they are. So it's really quite, uh, it's an interesting neighborhood. And it's an, I think it has to do with the neighborhood. It has to do with people living here for so long and feeling so connected to it. And um, just loving it. I mean, of course, people have moved away and our kids you know, have moved away, but um, but the parents are still here, so it's it's an interesting phenomenon. Yeah, are these um, people that you sort of stayed in touch with throughout, or some of them, of some of them, some of them I lost touch with, but then I would run into them at some point, or maybe at a, at an event, and the, you know I'd say, oh, I, do you remember me? I, you know, and I'm so and so, and we reintroduce ourselves. So it's it would just depend on you know who, but you can't can't remain friend, you know friends with hundreds of people over the years, but. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, would you say that this babysitting co-op was sort of your, your main community when you moved here? Or did you sort of, were there other groups that you were involved with? Or? Well, it, 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 was one, it was one source of getting to know people. It, this was, there were other things that we did. Um, as we got to know each other, we created um, 
uh, a daycare group. So we had a large Parks Love daycare center, is what we called ourselves at that time. I think they evolved into some larger daycare collective. Did you have a space? We got a space um, at the time. Um, I think the space changed over the years. My kids outgrew it, so I stopped using it, but they did move to other spaces, but they, we had a space. It was a church basement on President Street, and it was quite uh, amazing. There were probably a hundred, I don't remember how many members we had, but all the parents would, would help out, um, take turns watching the kids and doing activities, and we, I think we, we collected money, so we had some part-time teachers, or, uh, but we, so we did it on a really low budget, but it was a very interesting experience for the, for the kids, that was a daycare. Then we started a, um, like a school, a, a, um, a parent cooperative school, that my kids were in for a few years. And all, yeah, actually, the members of these various, uh, the daycare and the um, school, were people that I had met in, in through the babysitting pool because that was how I started to meet people, people who wanted to do things with other people in terms of developing organizations. So, uh, yes, I guess I, I have, uh, that was, a, that was a, an important source of connecting. So. Yeah, it seems like your it seems like your base in the neighborhood is a lot of, mm-hmm. of, of community coming together to sort of build this uh, right education right. for your children and and it's very I I think I don't know if um, other communities are like that but this one definitely is and it was such a terrific thing for I think to grow up here I mean not not to grow up here but well for my kids to grow up here but for me to live here in my adult uh, life so. yeah and. Um, would you ever leave Park Slope? Not if I can help it. I really don't want to. Why? I, well, there's no place else I'd, really, I'd rather live. I, I don't particularly like warm, tropical uh, places. So it's not like people, sometimes people want to go to Florida or something, and that doesn't appeal to me. Um, I love the home I live in, and it's um, decorated the way I want it, and it's comfortable. And, I mean, as long as I'm healthy enough, I suppose I could get to a point where I couldn't manage, so I would have to live someplace else. But um, if I had any choice, I would not. I would not change where I live. Mm. Do you so, do you use the park a lot? I mean, since you're so near, so nearby. Yes, I do. I, I walk around now. Three times a week, I walk with a group of friends, and we take a, a exercise walk around the park early in the morning. Um, and I've done lots of, you know, volunteering in the park over the years. And do what? Um, I did some, you know, some uh, groups where we uh, did like um, maintain the, you know, area, the, uh, the, you know, horticulture stuff, gardening in the park, you know, or cleaning up weeds or. Um, I've also done a lot of work at the Botanic Garden, so I, that's another place that I really like to, and I value. So there's a lot of institutions here um, that I think are, you know, at least for me, very valuable, like the Botanic Garden and the Brooklyn Museum and um, the park, so let's see. Do you have any other memories or, or comments that you want to share with me about Brooklyn and Park Slope? Um, not off the top of my head, no. Okay. 
But I would be interested to know um, if other pe have you heard about the same things from other people? Has, is this like a theme that people have um, talked about? Or am I the first one to kind of bring this to your attention? Well, in terms curious. of all the, all the co-op um, organizations, you're the, you're the first to, that I've spoken to to hear about that. Oh, okay, so I'm um, glad I Yeah, so you definitely share. a very different aspect than what the other folks I've spoken to today. Uh -huh. But I do see some, some, some running themes in just terms of like explaining the character of the neighborhood and sort of who's living here and, mm -hmm. um, and the sort of uh, class divides and how it changes over time. Um, but yes, your, yeah. your perspective is definitely uh, unique from what I've heard today. Okay, well, because I, I was thinking that, I mean, my friends who I met in this way could share the same thing, but they weren't going to come. And so I thought, well, I should at least go and put in this, this piece of Park Slope to the, to the heritage thing that you're... Um, Collecting, so. I'm so glad you came and talked to me today, Jen, so I really appreciate it.